Today's episode is brought to you by Canva. Uh, We're all looking for ways to make an impact at work, but not all of us are skilled in visual design. A Canva helps you get your point across uh, simply and beautifully. It's easy to design Canva presentations, docs, whiteboards, and videos. You start with a designer-made template and customize it with your content. Uh, plus, add graphics, charts, and more from Canva's massive media library. Whatever department you work in, Canva is perfect for any task. Sales decks, hiring docs, marketing brainstorms, employee videos, you name it. Anyone at work can design with Canva. Start designing today at canva.com. Designed for work. This episode is brought to you by Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast. When you think about the future, what kind of technology do you envision? Whatever the future holds, artificial intelligence will undoubtedly be at the heart of it all. Join Graham Class as he hosts Season 2 of Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast, and hears from the minds transforming healthcare, retail, entertainment, personal computing, and more with the help of AI. Tune in every other Tuesday and explore the latest technology that's changing our world today and creating a more accessible tomorrow. Listen to Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up? This is your boy, Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Welcome to Brain Stuff, a production of iHeartRadio. Hey, BrainStuff, Lauren Vogelbaum here with a classic episode from our archive. As of this publishing, the 2022 election cycle is over for most Americans, everyone who hasn't had a race go into a runoff anyway. Uh, but issues of how Americans access their right to vote are exactly what we should keep talking about during the political offseason, especially how to expand access for underserved and underrepresented populations. And that's why I wanted to run this particular episode. It's about how voting works for unhoused people in this country. Hey, BrainStuff, Lauren Vogelbaum here. Voting is the cornerstone of American democracy, but it can be a bit of a pain. Election day in the U.S. is always a Tuesday, smack in the middle of the work week. If you move to a new state or county, you need to re-register. And state voter ID requirements change all the time. So you could possibly show up to a polling station, wait in line, and still get turned away. 
Now imagine that you're homeless in America or unhoused, which is an often preferred term because after all, home can mean a lot of things. You might move around too frequently to maintain a stable mailing address. You might have lost your state-issued ID, let alone your social security card and birth certificate. You might not be able to afford transportation to the county elections office or your local polling place. And frankly, you probably have a lot more pressing problems than registering to vote. So while unhoused people have every right to vote in U.S. elections and have a vested interest in influencing policy on housing and poverty, the obstacles to successfully registering and voting while unhoused can be insurmountable. First, there's the residence and mailing address issue. Interestingly, none of the 50 states requires that voters live in a traditional residence. On voter registration forms, you can put a shelter address, a street corner, a park bench. You can even attach a hand-drawn map. And that's fine for establishing that you're a resident of the state and county. But many states also require that you provide a mailing address where you can actually receive mail. Again, that can be a shelter or a friend or relative's house but it cannot be a P.O. box and it can't be a park bench. While it's easy for many Americans to provide an alternate address where they could receive mail, that's not always the case for people who don't have a fixed residence. And without a fixed address to receive election notices from the county clerk's office, unhoused voters can be wiped from voter registration rolls. We spoke with Tristia Bauman, senior attorney with the National Law Center on Homelessness and Poverty. She referenced the laws that criminalize sleeping or camping in public places and said, it's important to remember that homelessness is an inherently unstable state. Those laws have the effect of displacing people from the areas where they normally live and have connections. The lack of an address and the lack of ability to stay in one location lawfully conspire to make it ever more difficult for homeless people to register to vote or vote by mail. Lack of identification is another big challenge for unhoused voters. As of 2018, there are 10 states with strict ID laws, meaning that you cannot vote on election day without presenting some kind of valid government-issued identification. Another 24 states had non-strict voter ID laws that allow voters without an ID to sign an affidavit swearing to their identity. Even in states without voter ID laws, first-time voters registering online or by mail are required to provide a driver's license number or copies of a utility bill, bank statement, or other document certifying their residency. If they fail to provide identification during first-time registration, they'll be asked to show an ID on election day. While obtaining a driver's license or state-issued ID is free in most states, that doesn't mean it's easy for an unhoused person to jump through the administrative hoops to make it happen. Poor, elderly, and unhoused people are far more likely to not have a state-issued ID, which is why voter ID laws have been challenged as discriminatory. Then there's the issue of safeguarding personal property. Even if an unhoused person is lucky enough to have an ID in their possession, there are many ways for those documents to get lost or stolen, even at the hands of police. Bauman said, Local governments often respond to illegal homeless encampments by coming in and doing a cleanup that results in the seizure and destruction of a homeless person's property. You could potentially lose your ID or your birth certificate or social security card or any of the other prerequisite items that you need to register. The good news is that advocacy groups like the National Coalition for the Homeless have created resources like a voting rights guide to help shelters, drop-in centers, food pantries, and other nonprofit groups 
organized voter registration drives to help unhoused individuals register and get to the polls. And despite the daunting bureaucratic hurdles facing unhoused voters, there are a handful of states that specifically offer exemptions for unhoused citizens, a trend that will hopefully continue. In Indiana, for example, which is a strict photo ID state, you can register and vote without an ID if you claim indigent status. And in Oregon, unhoused voters can use the county election office's address as their mailing address. Today's episode is based on the article, Homeless Americans Can Vote, But It Isn't Easy, on HowStuffWorks.com, written by Dave Ruse. BrainStuff is a production of iHeartRadio in partnership with HowStuffWorks.com and is produced by Tyler Klang. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Get emotional with me, Radhi Devlukia, in my new podcast, A Really Good Cry. We're going to be talking with some of my best friends. I didn't know we were going to go there on this. (laughs) People that I admire. When we say listen to your body, really tune in to what's going on. Authors of books that have changed my life. Now you're talking about sympathy, which is different than empathy, right? Never forget, it's okay to cry as long as you make it a really good one. Listen to A Really Good Cry with Radhi Devlukia on the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts.